Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Listen With Your Ear. Today, this episode, this is going to be something new. This is going to be my first solo podcast. Um, I think it's only appropriate because today's episode is going to be about the benefits of solo travel. Um, So yeah, I'm just going to, I guess, get right into it. So the first, yeah, I also just want to like break some maybe uh, misconceptions or ideas that people have about solo travel and give you a bit of insight onto it. Um, Yeah, so first off, there is a true sense of freedom when you're traveling on your own or when you do solo travel. So nobody's influencing um, your decisions, you know. I've had trips in the past that, let's say, friends wanted to go to a certain country. And I didn't really care for it, but it was all my closest friends. And I was like, how can I miss out on such a trip, you know. And, you know, I, I joined. And... In this case, nobody influenced where I went, what I did, any of those things. Um, You're not going there because someone else wants to go. You're going there to this country, wherever you decide to go, because it's truly your decision and nobody's telling you um, it's a good place or a bad place. You're making up your own mind, uh, going in there with with an open mind and you're going because that's where you want to go. And you're, you're going to that place because you truly want to experience it. You want to experience the country and uh, experience it fully. And that was my case when I went to Guatemala. And, you know, I didn't have to rely on anyone else but myself. And you don't have to check in with other people when it comes to dates, um, you know, you don't have to check their abil- uh, availabilities, what's their interests. Um, you know, I'm sure there are situations when you're with your friends or a group of people and you want to do something, but no one else wants to do that. Um, I don't really have that a lot, but I'm sure that that's a very common thing. When you're going to a place by yourself, another country, no one can stop you from doing the things that you want to do and seeing the places that you want to see. It's really your call. It's really up to you, your judgment. And I had some of the coolest experiences that I had. Um, Maybe other people wouldn't have wanted to do that. So um, yeah, it's it's really your decision and you're the one who's calling the shots. It's really a beautiful thing. And you know, the night I got back to Montreal, The night I got back from my vacation to Canada, I was reflecting on the experiences that I had, the incredible experiences that I just, you know, that I just had. And I was thinking to myself, you know, if I would have waited or relied on friends or other people that I know to be ready, to be available, or to even agree or want to go to Guatemala in the first place, who knows if I would have ever gone um, to Guatemala, who knows if I would have had these experiences, maybe I would have gone in 10 years from now, but 10 years from now, maybe my interests would be totally different, maybe I wouldn't be interested in roughing it out, backpacking 
in Central America and by that time, you know, if you want to do something, if you want to get something done, you have to do it yourself. That's the truth. And I just, yeah, I felt so grateful last night, like the night that I got back, I, I felt my level of gratitude was really like through the roof. I'm grateful for the things I saw. I'm grateful for the things I did. I'm grateful for the experiences I had. I'm grateful for my life back home and how fortunate I am. You know, I I saw how hard the people are working. I, I saw even kids. There are kids working. Kids that are, you know, managing like uh, food stalls or whatever, stalls at, at markets. You know, they're, I see them carrying stuff. You know, I have an education. I have, I'm able to save money back home and and be able to visit these countries, return to the comfort of my own home and see how other people live. And, and it really makes you grateful for the things I have back home and um, just the life that I live back home. And just being able to witness what I saw was I felt grateful just to be able to see how they live. I felt grateful. And of course, I'm so grateful for the people that I met on this journey, whether it was local people, whether it was um, people I met in the hostels, um, other backpackers, you know, I'm, I'm just so, so grateful. I never felt so, you know, this feeling in my life, I was like, for example, when I was hiking the volcano, it was like, six hours up to the campsite at least probably six hours and then another then we slept for a few hours and at 3 30 in the morning we wake up for a 4 a.m hike that's another hour and a half and i was just witnessing these things for you know we woke up for sunrise a sunrise hike and i'm not a hiker i'm not that i'm not about that life but um I was just looking around me, seeing the mountains, seeing the volcanoes, seeing being above the clouds, seeing the sunrise. I there was just this feeling like, wow, I never thought in my life I would see these things, but I made this happen essentially. Um essentially and you know, I just I couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing and I never thought I would be so lucky you know, lucky enough to see something like that. And there I was. And another thing is that I feel as though meeting people when you're by yourself is a lot easier, much easier than when uh, you're with a group of friends or with a group from back home. You know, when you're when you're with your friends, you tend to kind of isolate yourself from other people, you might be loud, you might be talking together and, you know, making jokes, um, talking about things and people from back home that no one else really gets or understands. You have your own inside jokes. Other people might find that, you know, maybe intimidating. Maybe they don't want to approach you. Maybe you don't appear that approachable when you're isolated in a group. Um, as individuals, it's much easier to talk to an individual than talk to a group. Maybe it's not the case for everyone, but I definitely feel that way. And... <clears throat> Yeah, maybe they see a group of people talking and, you know, strangers see a group of people talking and laughing and they don't want to interfere and and whatever with whatever's going on. Honestly, I don't really know what they're thinking, but that's just how I feel. Uh, when you're alone, you could be 
easily approached. You could approach people easily. Um, it's easy to spark a conversation. And the, truthfully, the, the truth is you have to be ready to put yourself out there. Um, if you're not willing to do that, it's going to be hard to meet people. I'm sure people will approach you, but you still have to be willing to put yourself out there. That could be a daunting or frightening thing for many people. Um, you know, the truth is, it's not always easy to, to be constantly social. And that's fine. And, you know, that's fine because you're able to kind of have a balance. Let's say there are days that you want to spend days by yourself or a few hours by yourself doing something. Let's say other days you're feeling more social. You want to hang out with a group. You want to, you know, do something together. That's also fine. You really have that power that to choose the kind of balance you want. If you want to be every day, every single day socializing and doing all that, that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. It's going to be easy to do. If you want to, I don't know, if you're constantly back home around people 24 seven, and you feel like you need a few days to yourself, uh, maybe on a beach or wherever, just wandering and exploring some towns, that's also fine. And another thing that's great when it comes to meeting people and solo travel is that hostels, wow, hostels make um, meeting people the easiest thing possible. Um, when you're go when you go to these places, you're going to meet other backpackers, other travelers that are open minded and like minded people. And the fact that many of them are also solo travelers means that they are willing to get out of their comfort zone and willing to meet new people. So I think if you just put yourself out there, good things will happen to you. Uh, you'll be you'll be able to meet people from different countries, which is uh, something that most of us don't get to do every day. And, you know, yeah, it, it's interesting. So another thing is that I find is cool. Another thing that I find cool is that you could spend as much time as you want in a place. When, when you travel with friends, maybe you make your itinerary much more rigid. And like I was saying in the very beginning about freedom is that you have so much freedom when you're by yourself. You could spend as much time as you want in a place. If you want to go to a new town and um, yeah, if you go to a new town, you really like it there, you think it's cool, you, you, you love it, you could spend maybe just a few hours there or if you really love it, you could find a hostel, other kind of accommodation and spend a couple of days there. It's really, it's really up to you. And yeah, or if you end up in a place you really, eh, it's not for you, you could just bounce, you could go to the next place. And I just want to talk now about another misconception. Another misconception is that you're going to be bored if you travel by yourself. It's got to be boring, right? You're not with, uh, you're not with your friends. How, how are you going to be entertained? Um, so the truth is that that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I had a list of places that I was considering visiting. This was not a strict or rigid itinerary by any means. Um, but when I woke up in the morning, I, I would like to have options of things to do, you know, just, um, literally just names of places I had. I didn't have any, um, attractions, um, things like that. Just literally names of places just so that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not like 
absolutely clueless of what to do. Um, just to keep some options open and available. So yeah, that was basically it. And even though I, you know, I, even that I wasn't even able to visit all the places that I wanted to every single day I was busy. It was, it was really, really amazing. So either I was busy, let's say hanging out with a new group of friends, or I was busy um, visiting, you know, doing a day trip to another town, you know, and I'm still very, very satisfied with um, what I saw. And I was extremely busy. And I was always doing something I never felt bored, I never felt lonely, never had any regrets or anything like that, even though I didn't do everything I wanted to do, or no, I'm not even going to say everything I wanted to do. Because even though I didn't do everything on the list, I'm don't care. I don't care about the things that I didn't do. I care about the things that I did do. So yeah, that's another thing. And yeah, I think even yeah, never really never bored, never lonely. That was uh, that's the truth. When you're doing solo travel, you're either always with people, or even if with if you're not with people, you're probably off on a cool adventure, which is what I was doing a lot of times. Uh, when I wasn't with other people. So um, another thing I kept thinking on my solo travels or during my time in Guatemala was like, wow, I, I just couldn't believe I was there. The place was so beautiful. I couldn't believe that I, I haven't been to Guatemala earlier. I couldn't believe how there are pretty much no people back home, back in Canada, talking about Guatemala or considering visiting Guatemala or the country, you know, I found it to be one of the most beautiful places on earth, one of the most culturally fascinating places ever that I've ever been to. And such a privilege to be able to visit that country. I, I feel like traveling there by myself, alone, gave me time to take in my surroundings, truly appreciate where I was and to be fully present in the moment. It's like, where in the world do you get to experience such, such an indigenous cultures, like such an indigenous way of life and culture and, and, you know, just the way people dress, the way people live, it's, it was really, really, really incredible. And another thing is that I was able to challenge myself, you know, when you're traveling by yourself, you're challenging yourself. You become more comfortable with not knowing what's going to happen or how things will turn out. You don't know exactly what the country is like. You don't know where you're going to sleep most nights until the morning of, you know, that same day. And unless you plan on staying at a certain place for a few nights, you don't know. Yeah. Like you don't know where you're going to be unless you plan on staying in a certain place for a few nights. And you don't know what the locals are going to be like. You don't know if you'll meet cool people, although I'm sure you easily will. And you don't know if things will turn out the way you want them to. And another big thing, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me, or for many people, is the additional confidence boost that solo travel can provide. I was speaking to my buddy Eric, and he sent me a message yesterday that was 
just perfect. So I'm going to read it. I think this trip proved a lot to you in terms of your ability to make friends, network, seek discomfort, build confidence, and accomplish things that maybe seemed challenging in the past, but now seem like way easier goals. And he's 100% right. You know, thankfully, I would consider myself a somewhat confident individual. Um, other people perceive me as very confident or, uh, or just confident, but yeah, I, I would say I'm somewhat confident. I've always believed that I can do anything I put my mind to, and traveling by myself definitely confirmed and increased um, my confidence in my abilities and proved that I could truly do anything without having to necessarily rely on others. Other times you should. I'm not saying you should rely on others, but don't think you could do everything by yourself. But um, it's good to know that you can if you have to. Um, there were there were times, you know, throughout the trip where I was thinking like, holy crap, like I did this on my own. I'm here in this beautiful country in Central America because I decided to be here. No one helped me plan the trip. No one helped me book the tickets. Uh, no one gave me suggestions or tips of things to do or anything like that. I managed to pull off one of the best, if not the best trips of my life on my own. And, you know, I was very proud of myself, I, to tell you the truth. And it was a true confidence boost and proved to myself that I'm a capable individual. And I always knew that I'm a capable individual, but now I had, I feel like I have more to showcase that. And another thing I kind of mentioned is that you could go at your own pace. If you need to rest some days or if you need to rest for a few hours, you could rest. And you don't feel guilty about it. If you need, if you want to hit up a nearby town uh, for a few hours, have a fast-paced day, uh, constantly be on the go, you can make that happen. If you want to chill out, maybe play pool, play ping pong, volleyball, uh, basketball, whatever with new people that you met, then you could do that too. And another thing is that it's way easier and less stressful when you're traveling solo. When you're with people from back home, you're essentially stuck with that group for however long you're traveling for. Um, some people might try to be funny all the time. Others might try to, uh, I don't know, get on your nerves, or, or two people may get into an argument or a fight, and they want you to choose sides. Uh, some people might act childish throughout the trip or immature. But even if you want to have a day to yourself, you're still stuck with those people. And when you're traveling solo, you can meet amazing people and continue traveling together and really find new people that you have good chemistry with and that you get along with. And when it's time, you know, when the time is right, you could separate, you know, go different ways and um, no hard feelings. You could stay in touch with that person or just move on with your lives. It really all depends on the people that you're meeting. And when you're traveling with a group from back home, some people may be whiny, some people may be, I don't know, picky eaters, um, may just not wanna do much. Some people are like very lazy. They take a long, long time to get their day started. And you know, let's say, 
first of all, I'm I'm over Airbnbs, but if I have to do it, I'll do it. But there's some people that they just want to stay in the Airbnb till lunchtime. You know, they just their mornings are so slow, and it takes them forever to get the day started. So you know, I'm not interested in that. No, thank you. Um, and then there are other people that are opposed to every idea that comes up, but they never contribute any ideas. You know, you're always going to have people like that. Not always, but so often you'll have uh, people like that in a group. So traveling solo, I found to be way less stressful uh, because at the end of the day, you're the one in charge. It's your trip and you don't have to please anyone. Maybe that's a blunt thing to say, but it's really the truth. I think you're also, if you're traveling solo, I think you're also more likely to try new things and have new experiences uh, when you're on your own. I think being in on your own in a new country when you don't know anyone is just to begin with is, is proof that you're open to having new experiences. For example, um, I don't know, I, I rode a, a motorcycle Uber, I got a haircut in a foreign country for the first time, went on a tuk-tuk, uh, hiked a volcano, uh, just tried different things, rode a, um, you know, the chicken buses, which is like the local form of public transportation, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I can't think of everything right now, but um, I find it's much easier to try new things when you're traveling by yourself and meeting other like-minded and open-minded people, backpackers and travelers um, that are also open to new experiences. I find it's it's a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, another thing, another benefit is that I think you can improve on your decision-making skills. Uh, every day you're constantly making new decisions. The decisions you make can either uh, kind of make or break your trip, I guess. But of course, it's all about your attitude. There, there are some people that everything might go right, but they'll still find things to complain about. But every single day you're making decisions um, as to where to go, where to eat, where to sleep. And in our day-to-day lives, these aren't things that we really have to think much about. We don't have to put much thought into it. You know, we either go to work or school, we eat at home um, or at our, you know, a local restaurant. You sleep in your bed and that's about it. It's, it's that simple. When you're in another country, you have to make these, these decisions like on the go and you have to try to make good decisions. Another nice thing is that you get to choose your, you know, you get to budget your, your trip the way that you want to. Uh, thankfully, Guatemala is a very cheap country. Uh, at least relatively, although I heard that places like uh, Nicaragua are even cheaper. But still, you know, thankfully, budgeting for this trip was not stressful whatsoever. I felt like I had more control over my spending as opposed to when you're traveling with a group from back home, which is also a very nice benefit. Um, Another thing is, yeah, I feel like this encouraged me to continue learning Spanish you know, to improve my vocabulary and just improve in general. Uh, I think this trip really helped me with those language skills. Speaking Spanish is is really a must in a lot of countries um, because, yeah, I think, let's say, 
Yeah, it's really a must when you're on your own because let's say you're traveling with someone from back home or someone that you meet. Yeah, let's say someone from back home that speaks Spanish or speaks the local language. When you're traveling with that person, you're probably not going to put any effort into speaking uh, the language. But when you're by yourself, you really don't have a choice. You're not going to communicate with these people in English because English is just not spoken. Unless you're working literally in tourism, like in a hotel or as a tour guide, a lot of people have no reason to uh, to learn English. And yeah, honestly, it's a lot of fun to try speaking a new language. It's a great way to learn and challenge yourself and you know connect with the local people. And, you know, these benefits will help you, I think, not only just in travel, but in your day-to-day lives as well. Maybe a confidence boost from solo travel will help you in your in your personal and professional life, you know. Maybe the increased level of gratitude that you have will help you be um, maybe a kinder and more understanding person. Someone that's more thankful and happier. Maybe you're increased belief in your abilities will encourage you to accomplish greater things and you'll believe in yourself way more i you know i strongly suggest that anyone that's considering solo travel should just just go for it if you have the money saved up if you have some time off just go you won't regret it that's for sure and don't care maybe there's a stigma like honestly i don't know because i don't care i don't i really don't care about other people's opinions that much but Maybe some people will think it's odd. Maybe some people, you know, in their circles, when they think of travel, it means that you go to with your group of friends to Paris or Greece or something. But honestly, who cares? If you want to really visit a country um, and some of your friends don't want to visit it, who cares? Just go. You'll have a great time. You'll meet other people. I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, you know, if you're looking for, for an adventure that could potentially change your life or your your outlook on life and even may, maybe make you a better person, book a flight to some country that you've always wanted to visit, you know. Like I said, maybe your friends never really were interested in, interested in it, but, you know, if, if you're down, who's going to stop you? Um, yeah, it's another thing. And maybe, maybe, yeah, sure, maybe friends or family will worry. That's a normal reaction when you go travel by yourself. But then you'll be able to prove to them, hey, look what I accomplished. Look what I did on my own. And, you know, not only will your belief in yourself, you know, be increased, but other people's belief in you will also be increased. They'll be able to see the things that you could accomplish on your own. And, yeah, I think... um, the experience you'll have, whether it's long or short, can have a lasting impact on your life and can be the beginning of many future adventures. And those future adventures may not necessarily be on your own. I'm not saying that after this you're going to be traveling on your own all the time. No, it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you could create new friends um, on your travels that you'll you'll visit in the future. Maybe um, you'll visit their country or they'll they'll come visit you and they're in your city and you know if you hit it off with those other people you could always travel together in the future i think that's also a great option you could find potential travel partners that you really have a good chemistry with and um 
yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's uh, basically a good way to end it. So I just want to thank you all for listening. I hope you all enjoyed this um, <clears throat> this solo episode, and I hope you consider you know solo travel in the future. And even if you're not considering it, I hope you at least have maybe a different or new perspective on solo travel. All right. Thank you all for listening. Adios.